0: Irish Illustrated Insider is sponsored by VisitSouthBend.com. Is it time to check a Notre Dame home game off your bucket list? Has it been too long since you've soaked in the game day atmosphere in person? Whether it's for the first time ever or in a while, start planning your trip to South Bend to watch the Fighting Irish with ideas and inspiration at VisitSouthBend.com. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider. This is a uh, recruiting Irish Illustrated Insider today, Wednesday, October 19th. Special guest from 24-7 Sports, Tom Loy. Tom, welcome. Uh, We appreciate having you here today, and we've got a a few things to talk about from the past weekend, uh, none of which will be about Notre Dame-Stanford. We'll talk recruiting. (laughs) We'll talk uh, mostly recruiting here, uh, obviously, but, hey, the, the verbal commitment of As anticipated, the verbal commitment of running back slash uh, receiver Jeremiah Love out of Christian Brothers College in St. Louis. It's a very nice catch for Notre Dame. It puts them in a situation. If they can get to December, you have three running backs by the name of Dylan Edwards, Jaden Lamar, and Jeremiah Love with some flexibility with guys there. Uh, It's a good group and a nice catch uh, for Notre Dame getting Jeremiah Love.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a good get. I know, I know Dylan McCullough, Tommy Reese, those guys are very excited about this one. They they worked they worked really hard on this one. And this one was back and forth. And I know Wolf Fong put in that early crystal ball and everybody was excited and, and rightfully so it all worked out. But uh this one was definitely back and forth with AM for a while. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. So it was a really nice win for Notre Dame. And uh they battled to the end to make sure that that Jeremiah ended up in South Bend with, like you said, two really good running backs and Dylan Edwards, a guy that I'm extremely high on that they need to keep in the class. And and Jaden Lamar, who is having a nice senior season as well. So really nice win, nice pickup. It's top 100 guy, moved the class from, I think, number six to number three in the 24-7 sports composite team recruiting ranking. So nice spot right now to be in it as of, you know, mid to late October, um, just two months from, from the early signing period. So, yeah, really, really good win.
0: You got to love the improvement that Dylan Edwards has. Made. I mean, he was already pretty spectacular as a junior, but the improvement in the productivity of his senior year has been off the chart. And, and, and Jaden Lamar, who uh, a guy that I you know wasn't that high on initially, I think has made improvements here his senior season. Uh, Tom, your assessment to Jeremiah Love, his game, and perhaps what Notre Dame intends uh, to do with him, how they intend to use him.
1: Yeah. It was kind of funny when I saw him initially on tape, I just, I mean, I love him at running back and he's a bigger kid. He looks the part. I mean, he's rocked up. He looks like he could be on the team right now. Um, And then I went and watched him in in Indianapolis and man, this kid is so smooth and things look way too easy for him. He almost looks bored out there, which is, which is a good thing. But um, I think he had eight, eight carries, 102, 103 yards and three touchdowns and it just looked—he looked like a man among boy, boys out there, and, and he looks like that more often than not. And what's intriguing about it to me is that he talked about potentially making a move to wide receiver at the next level. Um, he tends to think that he's going to add an inch or two and maybe get to six-two, which I mean, I'm still waiting for that as well, but it's not going to happen. But we'll see what he does. But they're pretty high on him at running back, and they'd like him to stay there. But I know stuck, he wouldn't be against it. But I could see him playing all over the field. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more physicality in his runs, a little bit of toughness, but everything else, when you're looking at the speed, the size, um, his, his ability to get to the edge and just explode. I mean, he, he really does have it all. Um, I'd probably have him in the 100 to 150 range nationally. We're just inside the top 100 at 24/7 sports, but this kid is a terrific player. And I know Dylan McCullough is itching to get the most out of him.
0: Yeah, I would not have him in in the top one hundred. I I agree with you there, Tom. I don't know exactly where I would place him, but that really that's neither here nor there. And I, you know, I look at as a as a former um, as a former coach, I look at body language, and so uh, yeah, I think he does kind of look bored out there. I don't I don't I don't interpret that necessarily as a good thing. I'd like to see better body language, and obviously the physicality he's going to have to learn how to do that. That has not yeah. been a part of his game, but he is a great, he's a great piece of clay to mold. There's no doubt about it. And everything that you say about him athletically is absolutely true. And I, and I, you know, that trio of running backs uh, you know, I don't worry about Dylan Edwards size when you play the game, the way he plays now that, you know, he's not going to carry it uh, 32 times a game um, like Casey Filkins did for Stanford, although he's not that big of a guy either, but uh (laughs) But anyway, you know, I mean, I, li- I like that class and, and Jeremiah Love needs to make improvements on his game like everybody does as he transitions to Notre Dame uh, next year. Tom, there were some other guys in town. Brandon Hillman, um, Kevin Sinclair and I talked about him last week and talked about his game. What do you know about him and uh, where, uh, where Notre Dame is in the recruiting process with him after his visit this past weekend?
1: Yeah. So I feel confident in saying that Notre Dame leads. I feel good about my crystal ball prediction right now to have him landing with the fighting Irish. I would have felt a little bit better if things went better last weekend, but away from the field, the visit itself couldn't have gone better. He had his mom and his coach up there with him. And um, like I said, the trip trip was great. They really impressed from an academic as well as an athletic side. The coaches really did you know, lay out the red carpet for Hillman and his mother and they completely checked the boxes for what they were looking for in a school. But Heading into the visit, I know there were some rumblings about a potential commitment. Could he pull the trigger? And absolutely, he could have. But it wasn't something that Notre Dame was counting on. And it wasn't something that they fully expected. So coming out of the visit, it looks like he's going to take an official to Kentucky. Oklahoma offered. Notre Dame knew Oklahoma was going to offer last week because there was a report that came out from our Oklahoma site that said that they were likely to offer him at safety. And I do believe that he'll consider Oklahoma, but in terms of checking all the boxes, what he's looking for in a school, athletically, um, academically, I, like I said, I know Mom's on board. I know his coach is on board, so they just need to get Brandon completely on board as well. So I like the Irish to win this one. but but again, keep an eye on Kentucky, keep an eye on North Carolina, Oklahoma, um, and maybe in te- even Tennessee because they obviously have things rolling. but wow, from, from a perspective of, of a player, he can play all over the place, wide receiver, running back. Um, personally, I think Sinclair agrees with me, and I don't know if you do, but I kind of like him on defense a little bit more. I think he's a, I think he's molded to be, and he looks great physically. <laughs> I would love him at safety, um, kind of go with the rest of the guys there, and, and I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's a four-star talent. And I think he's a guy that will outperform his current ranking when he gets to the collegiate level. But yeah, personally, I like him on defense.
0: I, I do. I do think he's a four star athlete, you know, and obviously he plays quarterback in high school. And there's been speculation about wide receiver, but the three of us, you, me and and Sinclair are in accordance with that. I think safety makes the most sense. He's got a good body for it. It's a transition, but it would be a transition, to receiver for him as well. And certainly quarterback is, is not an option you want to go, but uh uh, yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that it, when, when Tennessee shows up these days, even before the Alabama win, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody stands up and takes notice. And that's why it's important that you can't lose 16 to 14 to a one and four <laughs> Stanford team at home. It, it, uh, it, it hurts the process, but uh, we'll see what Brandon helped me. I think he's a good athlete and I would agree with you, Tom, with regard to safety. Um there was also, I know you've talked about him, Christopher Tarek, an offensive lineman. He's rated as a three-star big dude, 6'5", 320, uh, and he visited. He is committed to Wisconsin, but Notre Dame is still looking to replace Elijah Page. I don't know necessarily whether Tarek is, is a tackle like Page was. I know there's some position flexibility as we look at it right now uh but how did that visit go he's verbally he's the highest rated player verbally committed to Wisconsin and he's in the 500s a three star player but i know Nerdame likes him and feels that he could be a um a long term contributor to the program
1: yeah um so coming into the visit we had him listed at 66295 coming out of the visit i heard he's closer to 65320 so it went ahead and updated his profile so Cause when I looked at him, I had to i had to ask because when I looked at him, I, I mean, he looked like a monster I and mean, he really did look great. Um, and it wasn't like sloppy. So when you add the 25 pounds to his profile, I mean, I was, I was pretty blown away. He looked great. And, uh, you know, he's going to be pretty quiet, especially when you have a kid that's committed, he's going to be quiet about offers where things stand. So we haven't been able to catch up with him for an interview quite yet, but it did confirm on, on multiple sides that Notre Dame did in fact offer him a scholarship this weekend and they would love to have him in the fold. But, you know, this is a kid that really likes Wisconsin. He's built a nice bond with guys that are headed to play in Madison. And, um, I don't think it's going to be an easy flip, but I do believe that they made a lot of headway this weekend. And, um, he kind of fits, you know, what Tommy Reese, Harry, he's those guys are looking for in an offensive lineman. And, um, I know they did a really good job with him. They spent a lot of time with him. They made him feel very welcome. So I think he just probably, he could be a guy, and I don't think Notre Dame has any issues with this. He might be a guy that stays patient with the process regarding Wisconsin, the future head coach, things like that. And then also just kind of, you know, continue to talk to and uh, build a relationship with the Notre Dame coaching staff. So right now I probably have it as he's going to end up at one of the two schools. Um, I kind of want to say that I think I'd give Notre Dame the edge right now, but until I hear a little bit more definitively, Wisconsin's definitely, you know, has a, has a good shot at keeping them.
0: Right. Any other offensive linemen, Tom? I know we didn't discuss that beforehand, but any other offensive linemen that uh, could be in play or nobody right at the moment?
1: Not that I've, not that I've right. been told. I mean, yep. I know that they're still looking at guys, but yeah, nothing, nothing yep.
0: yet. Um, there was a, uh, a defensive, they're still looking for defensive ends. <laughs> yeah, uh, Keon Keeley's departure uh, makes that necessary. Uh, Michael Garner is a guy that I know that they looked on, uh, looked at uh, initially. Big kid, tall kid, anyway, uh, from Illinois. What what's the status with him? And he was a visitor this past weekend, correct?
1: Yeah. So initially, I was told he's a preferred walk-on candidate, and I kind of still see that as a possibility, but uh, I struggle to see him accepting something like that at notre dame and and i think to be completely honest notre dame if they're going to get him they're going to have to offer him a scholarship and that's kind of the, the way they were looking at it especially coming out of this visit because Mar- michael garner does look good physically he's an illinois kid like you mentioned he's he's 6 7 235 plus um he's got some nice offers early on some small schools offering but he's a guy that's going to rack up a couple big ones especially as you know we move into these last these last two months but um on the field he checks the boxes and he's having a good year so I think that like I said I think if Notre Dame's going to want to get this kid they're still looking for a piece um they're probably going to evaluate that spot for a couple other guys but you know Michael Garner is definitely a guy that could surprise some people and and land an offer um I think he'll probably end the rankings as a three-star kid um but yeah right now all I was told was just keep an eye on him but it wasn't anything definitive like oh we're definitely going to offer him a scholarship um, I was told that he's going to jump on a Zoom call this week with Marcus Freeman, um, potentially set up another visit down the road. Who knows? Maybe I, I could be surprised and they'll just offer him scholarship at that point. Uh, maybe contingent on like, you know, some time happening before he could pull the trigger. But but yeah, he's just a new name to the board and, and keeping an on. him.
0: I, I have to admit, I have not seen his film, Tom, so maybe you can fill me in here. I, I guess when I see his dimensions, I think Alexander I I he's probably more advanced as a football player than Ehrensberger was coming out of uh, Germany.
1: Yeah. I haven't done a huge deep dive into him, but I did talk to somebody yesterday that that said he's their their quote was much better than you have him ranked. So I don't know if that was like, you know, them trying to like, I I, I don't know. I just kind of took it. I was (laughs) like, okay, I took it with a grain of salt. Um, But like I said, I saw him in person. He was hanging out with some of the guys and and uh he looked great physically, he really did. So he checked that box for me. And then when I did watch a little bit of his film yesterday, he's so long. I mean, he covers such ground so quickly. So I got that Ogunde look initially when kind of right. comparing his high school tape. So that's kind of my initial eval was was an easy comp to Ogandejey when he was at Notre Dame. And um, he was a guy that like everybody's like, Why are we taking this kid? And now he's in the NFL. So maybe people could pump the brakes a little bit on that. But um, he's an intriguing guy. I hate using that word, but he really is an intriguing guy. And um, we just need to continue to watch him and compare him to some of the guys because he could be a guy that Notre Dame jumps all over.
0: Before we uh, jump into the the whole quarterback situation and CJ Carr, I do want to talk to you about. I know you're on a, a radio show recently in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we both are on the radio in Fort Wayne, Indiana <laughs> uh, every week. But uh, you, you were asked about you know Notre Dame's season and holding on to players, and and certainly when you're three and three and you have a performance like you did um on Saturday maybe it's good for defensive recruits but not so much for offensive recruits but you know what's your sense Peyton Bowen of course has been a name he's been uh you know Oklahoma and Texas A&M have been pulling on him and they've struggled uh, as well at times uh as well but uh, just Peyton Bowen and your sense of any other recruits that uh I mean I know Notre Dame continues to work on those guys and make sure that they're in the fold but any any sense of any uh, any bobble here coming up with some of the previously committed players.
1: Yeah. I mean, Peyton Bowen has supposedly he was supposed to decommit months ago and he was supposed to flip to Oklahoma. Then he was supposed to flip to AM and here we are on October 19th and he's still committed to Notre Dame. But as of today, he is booked and ready to come to Notre Dame for the Clemson game on October on November 5th. Ideally, Notre Dame pulls out the, you know, the upset and gets a win there over a currently I believe undefeated Clemson team. Um, right now I still have him in the class. I, you know, Notre Dame feels really optimistic, obviously with, as the losses pile up, they, they're going to feel less optimistic, but, um, you know, somebody hit up, hit up a source yesterday and said, just an FYI, Peyton Bowen's going to decommit. He's telling people that behind the scenes, but that same source was like, you know, I don't necessarily believe that because everything he's telling us is very positive. Everything that the family's telling us is very positive. So again, it's really just a process of kind of wait and see. and. Uh, we'll see how things go when he visits for Clemson. Other than that, I mean, kind of just scrolling through the, the commit list top to bottom. I mean, the only one that I'm I'm a little leery about, and it's probably just being a little gun-shy and, and talking to Notre Dame people and how they feel, and he's just fresh off his visit to Notre Dame. But Dylan Edwards, um, I'm not saying he's going to flip by any stretch because he does love Notre Dame. Dad loves Notre Dame. Um, they are very excited about a future in South Bend, especially under Dylan McCullough. But um, he's got a lot of people coming after him teams that are winning some games and, you know, it's just something that they need to monitor. It's the same with the Don Shuler, you know, you had Ohio state finally jumped right. in with an offer and, and um, he was kind of, he, I heard Nick's things early. It was, this is a huge offer. It's one he wanted from day one and he probably would be committed there if they would have jumped in early, but they didn't. But then I was told immediately that Marcus Freeman got on the phone with him. Uh, I think it was Monday night. And they shut all that down and we're like, we're locked in. We're going to stick with you, you know, and we're going to stay committed to Notre Dame and sign with Notre Dame. So that was a, that was a positive. And obviously we'll see it, how it plays out. And if that was true, but that's the same thing with Dylan Edwards, they spent all weekend uh, trying to make sure that they connect with him and continue to show how we're going to utilize him in the backfield and at slot and all this kind of stuff. So Marcus Freeman just has to essentially get these guys recommitted and locked in. The majority of the class is 100% locked in. They understand that, they're not they have no part in the, in the wins or the losses and they're just ready to get there and they know the future is bright and you're going to take some lumps um but but overall I'm not too concerned about anybody in this class I really I really think that um if it was my gut feeling right now I think they all stay committed but you know those are probably just two guys I'm keeping an eye on with going right. Edwards
0: and wrapping up Tom with uh quarterback talk uh there has been talk of Jackson Arnold verbally committed to uh Oklahoma being a possibility for Notre Dame. And I know that you recently spoke with CJ Carr. The big question on a daily basis, is he going to be class of 2023 or class of 2024? What's the latest you have on that?
1: Yeah, my gut feeling still is that he, that he sticks in 24. I know that the conversations though, anybody saying it's done, it's not done either way. Conversations happen. They happen again over this weekend when he was on campus. Notre Dame would really love for him to, to, jump in early and reclassify and get in with the 23 class. Um, He's not completely opposed to it. I think he's leaning towards staying in 24 and really building that class, spending the next year developing, throwing 300 more passes, and and, getting getting his senior season under his belt, uh, growing physically, growing mentally, and just um, another year of high school football before he gets on campus that January 24. Um, so that's kind of how I think things are going to play out. I think he's going to stay, but again, it's not completely done either way. I know people want an answer. I expected to have a complete final answer at this point, but, um, until there is one, you know, we're just kind of speculating at this point. So yeah, they're going to continue trying to talk to Jackson Arnold into visiting for Clemson. Um, I I guarantee they have another conversation this week and go from there, but right now they got a, they got a huge void to fill a quarterback in 23 and. And it's kind of slim pickings at this
0: point. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. They had a visit lined up, right, for this past they weekend, did. but that yeah. fell through.
1: Yeah, they did. And they it was Luke. I think that Luke Duncan's committed to UCLA, and uh, which was kind of funny because they just offered Pierce Clarkson, the Louisville commit that's at St. John Bosco in California. So he's a little uneasy on that front. I really do think that if Notre Dame wants this kid and they pushed hard for him right now, they could get him on campus and they can get him to flip. So the fact that they aren't is kind of intriguing. I don't really know why they wouldn't do something like that. I do know that not everybody inside the goo right now is completely sold on that kid. hundred percent is this is the guy we want in 23. And that's fair. I think that watching his tape, I get it too. I see both sides. I see the good, but I also see the let's take some time here, but man, they got to get it. They got to get a body and a, a kid that's got some talent and he's one of those guys, but it also makes you keep watching a guy like Jackson Arnold. Like maybe they have enough confidence as to why we're not taking a commit because there's one or two guys out there that we like a little bit more that could end up in this
0: class. Right. And hey, as it relates to CJ Carr, I mean, I know there's been some struggles for his team this this fall and that's not showing well on him, but what what's your assessment of of that situation and the the issues that Celine High School is having this fall?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not been the season that they're that they expected from the start in terms of like their six and two, they probably expected to be eight. and No, but they just lost to a really good Dexter team. That's got them by seven points and they got a really good running back in Cole Cabana, who's going to go play for Michigan. So it's not like they're losing to some slouches, but no, he doesn't have, I don't believe he has a touchdown pass in the last two weeks. So people were having a meltdown and CJ Carson, three-star and is isn't worthy of a Notre Dame offer, which is <laughs> hey,
0: what we, what we've seen on film. I mean, that, he's, he's legit. I mean, yeah, yeah. again, you have to, you need a supporting cast, man. It's not one-on-one out there.
1: That's the biggest thing. And it's a and I said this before the season because that's what everybody around that program was saying. They have a young, inexperienced offensive line that a year from now is going to look so much better. They're going to look bigger. Um, he is that that team is gonna be light years ahead of where they are right now, next year. So I think people need to take it easy. They're running an offense to get the ball because they don't have a lot of time. Right. They're running an offense that short, quick passing game, and people are like why is CJ's ripping the ball downfield? I see all these other quarterbacks do it. Jackson, <laughs> Arnold, blah, blah. It's because he doesn't have time. He doesn't have more than three seconds to get the ball out of his hands. So people just need to calm down a little bit. I swear, CJ Carr is legit. He's a, It was a great gift for Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman. I don't have any concerns about him ending up at Notre Dame right now. Take a breath.
0: Everything will be fine. Tom Loy from 247 Sports. Tom, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And Thursday, we will be back with another Irish Illustrated Insider podcast as we preview Nordame versus UNLV and probably talk about a few other things pertaining to the current situation with the Nordame football program. Thanks for joining us. This has been Irish Illustrated Insider.